Okay, y'all. Welcome to the Think Loud Crew podcast. We are three moms getting real with parenthood, relationships, and the WTF moments of our daily lives. My name is R. Kyle Lynn. I guess Shannon. <laughs> I don't know what happened. We've got <laughs> Shannon here. She was singing through that. <laughs> And we've got a guest today, Miss Ryan Michael Higgins. I don't know why I said your whole your full name. We could just say Miss Ryan Higgins. Might as well post my ID on you. Oh, we're going to. So it's yes, it's Ryan Michael. Um, so I don't know if Shannon is with us. Shannon, are you with us? Y'all, we're trying to record this podcast so bad. We started off on Zoom. We're all in, we're in three different locations. We can hear you. Um, We're in three different locations. We were on Zoom and it was lagging. So now we're on Riverside.fm studio where we all look clear, but now we're having issues. But the thing is, I'm convinced that it's going to be okay because on Shannon's screen, it just says, she said, it says still recording video at high quality. (laughs) It says that the internet is weak, but don't worry. They're still recording at high quality. We'll see if it works. Shannon said, I'm not. (laughs) Wait, and then she and then she dipped out. What happened? And then she left. Oh, I feel like this is not supposed to happen right now. We've been trying to record this one episode for the last three days. It's like an episode of Stranger Things. Like she's in like the upside down. I I guess this is like <laughs> what it's like having an audience in in the room because <laughs> Shani can hear everything. We can't hear her. <laughs> she's she definitely can hear everything she's sending voice notes and she's cracking up she said parker decided to go camping while he's <laughs> while she's struggling parker's got all this camping gear in front of her you can see shannon's ring camera this is great this is actually um the most dysfunctional functional moment i've had today oh man say today this is great I don't know, Ryan, if you just want to give us a quick snapshot of who you are so that we can, like, test this. And you can also talk, this also kind of fits into what you do in terms of production life. You can have a plan. You can have a checklist. You could think you have all the moving, the moving pieces being correct and everything. Everyone knows their role, their part. But mm-hmm. then it's like, when it comes to doing it, you're like, wait. It's always that one thing. It's always that one thing. I'm Ryan Michael. I'm 23 years old, born and raised in Los Angeles, California. I am a production coordinator slash production manager from time to time for my mom's production company, Magic Lemonade. Um, What kind of a shit, if I do say so myself. Um, What is Pink Lemonade? Yeah, and I started Magic, Magic Lemonade. Oh, Magic, Magic Lemonade. Did I just say Pink Lemonade? Company. You did. What is Can okay? you tell us about <laughs> <laughs> Magic Lemonade? I'm sorry. So Magic Lemonade is my mom's production company. We, um, It's owned and ran by a black woman. We strive, our, like we do our best to predominantly hire black people and people of color. Um, whether it's PAs, directors, camera ops, stagehands, we try to hire black whenever possible because there's actually, like, there's a good percentage of us in production, but we're so scattered, you don't really see predominantly black production out here. So we're making that happen. Um, That's cool. Are there yeah, so like, any shows, like, is there something that we, you know, what are things that Magic Lemonade has produced? Just so, like, as a frame of reference. Um, 
the big things that everybody would probably watch or have seen are Dave Chappelle's Netflix specials. When he got his Netflix deal, he pulled my mom on as his executive producer. So she produces all of Dave's stuff. Um, we knocked out Mike Epps productions, uh, his comedy special, Earthquakes. Um, we have like three more in the works that are coming out this year. We do the Trumpet Awards on Bounce Network. Well, this is our, I think this is our last year doing it. We do the American Black Film Festival honors. Not to cut you off, but the Trumpet Awards, I feel like I've recently learned about them through you, but I had never really um, heard about the Trumpet Awards before. Can you tell us what the Trumpet Awards are? Shannon also would like to know, what are the Trumpet Awards? So the Trumpet Awards, it's an award show celebrating Black excellence. We um, celebrate Black humanitarians, Black artists. We do an in-memoriam segment of influential Black people that have passed away in the past year. Um, it's It was mostly on the East Coast. And then they just brought it to the West Coast to film. So it films in the Dolby Theater, like with the Oscars, like around the same time as like the Oscars oh, wow. and stuff. What is um, it air? Like, where does it air? Where the awards air? It's, how you say it? it's on the Bounce, Bounce Network. Bounce, Bounce Network. TV. That's why I haven't seen it because yeah. I don't know Bounce TV. But it's, it's pretty cool. But I think that sounds cool. Like, yeah, I wish I like had, really when I East first Coast. saw it, I was like, why don't we know about this? Because there was a lot of really good information from it. And, like, there was just a lot, a lot of, like, richness and wealth um, within the Black community. And it was really cool because I was like, this is what we need to see, especially on these large stages. <laughs> like, I was so confused because everyone's always talking about, you know, the lack of diversity. I, like the Oscars or the Academy Awards and all these different award shows. And I wanted to say, but did you not know there's this whole, this whole show that is dedicated literally to us. And and it's been on for like this, we just did the 30th anniversary this past year. So I guess I would have, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's nothing new. It's just, it's been totally downplayed. And I would say the mass, um, in the masses, I am the masses. There we go. So it'd be interesting. Well, now um, looking at- why are they, why are they stopping the show? Well, it's not, they're stopping. We're, we're just not going to produce them anymore. So they're, they'll have to hire Got another it. company to produce it. Got it. <clears throat> but. What I've realized working now that I'm no longer doing PA work and I get to see pre, during, and post-production, I realize that Bounce TV doesn't, they don't really focus on promo. And that's, that's their main issue. If they, like, we didn't get promo material until maybe the day before. And oh, wow. we, we made our own promo material to... Like, hey, this is what we did. This is what we put on. We had three different BTS photographers on set, like just snapping pictures. Um, it just, they're not, I don't know if it, they're not really worried about it or it's just something that they don't have somebody on their team doing. But we didn't get I feel like any sometimes some, some networks, like when they have like a black show or like black features um sometimes it's there just to fit a quota of saying oh you know we are our station or our network has this amount of diversity but that doesn't mean there's marketing dollars that doesn't mean that there's mm -hmm. legit budgets like sometimes it's just literally to say oh well we did it like oh no we're just checking a box um I was going to say that you're, you miss a lot of gems and a lot of like good, good content there. Because when I, 
now that I'm even hearing that this has been going on for 30 years, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, literally. Where? <laughs> I want to know if you have heard of the Trumpet Awards, anyone, please say something. Like, I guess um, really, like, I hear we'll the have to... older generation talk about the Trumpet Awards more than anything, like, like our grandparents type of older generation. I've never heard anyone, literally not a single person. My parents have never heard of it. Like, um, yeah, it was, it was confused or I was confused because I was just like, wait, and I literally would not have known about it. And if I didn't know you. And I I wouldn't have known about it if I wasn't collecting the checks. (laughs) I'm not going to (laughs) lie. Like I didn't. So it's it's I very interesting. Heard of network before this. Yeah, like I don't even know where you access the bounce. Like, like I don't know if it's bounce, like a standard channel. BounceTV.com. I don't know, but I. <laughs> I'm looking on here. You guys know how you go to a website and you're like, oh, like this is like you know, it's an actual website. Like, someone's updating this website. Like, it's not just a placeholder. Like, this is a real website. Okay. (laughs) It's got famous. There's people on here that you recognize. There's real, like, there's sponsors on here. Like, there's alcohol. There's You've got Geico, Capital One. Like, first look sponsored by Toyota. So, it's not like... This is so interesting to me. Sorry, y'all. I'm just like literally mind blown because, you know, black yeah, people stay doing great things. Like award shows and specials <laughs> that I've worked on. Honestly, I can say iHeart and a living black special, they just started it uh, two years ago and we've done them, mm-hmm. we've produced them both years. And that's probably the first, outside of the American Black Film Festival honors, iHeart is the first um, company that I've seen, like, really tap into what they want and who they want to celebrate. Like, it's not a, hey, this is your list from the network. Make sure that we get them on the schedule and let's knock them out. Wash our hands. We're done. It's, it's like they actually come to us Mm -hmm. and brainstorm with us. Like, who do you guys think would be good to have on our platform to perform for us? And like, they not only do they celebrate black artists, but they highlight black businesses. So each key artist that we choose has to choose a black business to, to celebrate. So we go and film inside that black business with the artist, and it's a whole segment. We get to interview the owner, um, see patrons coming in and out. And then depending on what type of establishment it is, like if it's a restaurant, the cook might, or the chef, they might cook us a special dish that they don't even have on the menu, but they're just like, you have to try this. Like, and that's yeah, cool. I like, like that. <laughs> Like and then we I like it because it, just in it helps build business up. Yeah, it helps build business up in like um communities and just bringing foot traffic or people trying wanting to try new things um by seeing it, you know. Mm-hmm. I like that. Gotta it's you know, it gives the locals opportunity to put other locals on, so to speak, or like yeah. their little favorite spots which you know, not everybody's coming down certain alleys and streets and uh, they're not going to certain Check parking lots to test foods yet in, in some areas. So it's our job, um, those who have platforms or voices or audiences, um, no matter how big or small, to always bring people into our world, I feel, or not bring them in, but to share uplifts that we have yeah and support those around us so i'm really cool i'm excited that you brought up the trumpet awards um shannon thinks that is very mind-blowing and she thanks you for teaching us something new um i feel so like 
I want Shannon to just pop back up. I'm like, where are you, Shannon? Right, like, come on. We're missing Cheyenne today, but like, where is Shannon? No, it's so great. I just, <laughs> all of her voice notes that she's sending me right now are just pure laughter. So I love it. In this episode, I think we have to just drop in her laughter because, and it's like, it's like that laughter where you don't know if they're laughing or they're like laughing until a cry. Just laugh one. <laughs> like that's how deep it was. <laughs> like it was great. It was a true belly it laugh. It was such a great. It was a true belly laugh. Like she can listen, but she literally is just like not here. I told you, like she's in the upside down. Like she's in the upside down. So things we have a lot of people who are really like, "What is the reality of doing a podcast?" This is the reality. There are technical difficulties. Um, there are scheduling difficulties. Um, there's moments where you have to try a new technology because the one you've been using is now, you know, not up to par. And as my good friend Shannon is saying, it ain't easy. It is not easy at all. Um, it's been an uphill battle. Um, we've had to learn new technology. We've had to learn how to record in different, you know, different ways. We've had to learn how to send large files and we've tried lots of different um, platforms, whether it's like Google drive or like a WeTransfer, Dropbox, Zoom. Um, now we're on riverside.fm and we're going to see how this one goes. I'm very curious. Like I want to have faith in it, but at the same time, I'm like, where's Shannon? Um, so yes, doing a podcast is not easy, but it's worth it at the same time. And it's a journey as Shannon says. But know what I love about doing Shannon is right here. You sure are right here, Shannon. Um <laughs> Shannon is right here. She's texting me going right here in all caps. Um, one thing it. that motivates me to keep doing the podcast and I like get motivated by the people around me. Ryan is one of those people that motivates me to keep going. Cause Ryan is always like on the go. Like, and when I say on the go, Ryan is about her, whatever mission she's on in life, she's on it. Like, um, she sticks to it. She works hard she's creative and she I feel like you've like you're not reinventing yourself but like you're honing your skills like you're getting better at at being yourself if that makes any kind of you know I try to be a better version um, of myself yeah well I stopped trying to cater to what I felt like I should like present myself as like I find myself um, falling into my mom's shadow a lot of the time. So I told her, like, on set, I'm like, don't take this as disrespect. I even wrote it in, like, uh, an essay for, like, a college class. Like, I'm, I am more than my mother's daughter. And she, like, kind of took it back, like, well, what does that mean? I was like, I'm, at the end of the day, yes, I'm your daughter, but I'm still me. Like, and I, when I walk in the room, I don't want the first thing out of somebody's mouth to be like, oh, there goes Ricky's daughter. Like, no, there goes Ryan. Ryan earns her own. She puts in her time. She's yeah. been every, at every position. Like, I've worked my way up to where I am now. And I, I take it as disrespect when people ask me, like, well, how'd you get this job? Like, I worked for it. How did you get this job? Because you're not working. <laughs> like, okay. That's true. Ryan, can you tell us again how old you are? I'm 23. Will you tell us 23? And then Shannon says, yes, you are your own beautiful person. Yes, all caps. But do you know kind of like where, how old you were when you got to that point where you made the realization like you are not just your mother's daughter, but like you are your own person? Like, how did you get there? I think as a young person, uh, that is an easy thing to struggle with or you know sometimes break out of that mold or that shadow or 
separate yourself from whatever certain pressures may be? You know, how did you get to that realization that you're your own person? Well, my brother, watching him go on to sex and the first thing out of his mouth is, oh, you know, Ricky's my mom. You know, Ricky's my mom. And just seeing how people look at him and the way that they treat him, it's never with any disrespect, but you can tell they don't trust him. They don't trust him. The level of respect that he has, it wasn't earned. It's just given because of who he comes from. So, like, I just started telling my mom, I was like, stop introducing me as your daughter when we walk in the room. Like, just kind of let people find out on the back end. And she couldn't understand why. And now that we have a better work relationship and a better personal relationship at the end of the day, it's it, it almost seems like she's more proud to tell people I'm her daughter and not just the, hey, look out for my kid because she knows I can stand 10 toes and whatever I want to do. So like now when she tells people, like people would be like, oh, like I love Ryan. She's cool. And she goes, oh, you know, that's my daughter. And everybody goes, oh, my God. Now I love her even more because I already Now I see it. it. <laughs> and, and oh, my gosh, it makes sense. Like then I like it's it almost feels like a puzzle. Like you don't want to pull a puzzle mm-hmm. out of the box fully, fully done. You want to be able to put it together mm-hmm. yourself. And that's that's kind of put what I feel like I'm doing with my career. So it's like every that's cool. I like every that. so often everybody's like, oh, I got that corner. Like, yeah, we about to move up the side. <laughs> like we about to move over. We got a complete puzzle. Now let's move on to the next one. That's how I feel with every project. I like that. I like that. Shannon likes that. She also thinks it's awesome that you found that at a very young age and that's very mature. I agree, Shannon. Um, there's a lot of things where like, so Ryan to me is also like a little sister. Little backstory. Ryan used to live across the street from my parents and she adopted us. We adopted her. Like, and we would just one day were like, we belong to each other forever. Um, we're family. Um, <laughs> that was over a process of years, you know, that was just like the short version. Um, but <laughs> it was, mm-hmm. it's literally been years and we've seen each other grown in different ways. Um, we've seen each other in different stages of our lives, um, personally, mentally, family wise, like it's, we have our own like shared world, but we've all we've also like been able to like dip into each other's worlds as well. Um, not it's just where like we having, come like, together, which I think is beautiful. It's almost like having like multiple outer body experiences. Like Ooh. you're in your own world and everything happens, but then you're also able to be like, Yeah, that's happening, but like let me just step take a step back. What are you doing? I'm in cool. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like, oh, it wow. is um, a little bit of that. But it's been cool to see you grow up. And sometimes I forget how much younger you are because of due to the conversations that we are able to have. And I would say like some of the life lessons that you've already had or picked up on or some your your thought mentality, your thought process at times is very like, this is where I am but your head is still on a swivel like and you know what's going on behind you like you're very (laughs) aware you're very mindful (laughs) like but at the same time you're very chill like I had to learn at a young age like you know one you can't control everything that happens in your life no matter how much you try but you also have to take things and people for what they are like the more that you try to Yes, we have control over our lives, but we really don't at the same time. Like, not at all. I'm to, laughing. Hold on, because Shannon, Shannon thought you were at least 26. Literally, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm at say, least nah, like 28. I make yeah, like in my mind, Ryan's like 26, 27. But it's funny because Cheyenne and I will be quick to be like, "Come on, Ryan, let's go!" Like. I think we both and now that I'm of age, forget I can, like, how really old go. you really are. <laughs> oh, yeah. When Ryan was before, when Ryan was underage, it'd be like, whatever, Ryan. Ugh. But can you drive me here, right, maybe? Little child. Like, <laughs> Sorry. <My designated laughs> Literally, little, little child. <laughs> <laughs> it went from like, oh. Ryan, what are you doing? Like, 
to yeah can you drive me here to hey hey, hey <laughs> pull <babe>. up <laughs> let's work on stuff but it's also like we work we like ryan like i already mentioned you're very creative like ryan is has showed up in so many ways with creativity whether it is for a logo a an outfit she helped make my whole <laughs> part of my whole um a whole outfit for boss and messier for father's day i'll get a picture so we can insert that in here so if you guys want a really cool sweatshirt a custom sweatshirt or what is it sweatpants with patches um yeah custom custom suits um ryan's really good at it i found out i can i can get custom patches from my patch guy in embroidery or chenille so i'm really yeah oh so we should actually talk about doing like a a think cloud crew patch i have i would like a patch of like my little signature our names in the back interesting yeah that'd be kind of that would be cool huh we'll have to talk about that we'll have to talk about that shannon said super cute can you make me something flame 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 i need i need flames on the screen right now (laughs) flame 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 (laughs) yes i'm I'm gonna send her pictures of um boss's outfit too that i because i love it i love it i think it's great it's a little hot right now. We're in DC right now, and it's hot. Kid suits. <laughs> I'm just Shannon said, not flame, flame, flame. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, super hot fire. <laughs> oh my gosh! Back to being young. I would say under 25 in 28. What year are we? 2022. What is it like? Um, are you dating? What is it like dating nowadays? Do you live on your own? Asked by Shannon. Like, what's the deal? What is it like in the life of Ryan? Um. Uh, my a lot of my work takes up a lot of my time, so I'm really at like a no bullshit moment in my life. I feel like it takes a lot of a lot of girls my age to get to. Like, I just don't take no shit. Like, if you're wasting my time, I make too much money for you to waste my time. So either you got to step up to the plate or you got to go. So you got to decide which lane you're going to be in. And you can easily get knocked off the roster of place. (laughs) It is what it is. But I live by myself. Like, I live by myself. I pay my own rent. I pay all my own bills. I mean, I send my dad money to pay for my phone bill. But at the end of the day, I still pay that bill by myself. I have a dog, he's like my child at this point, just be doing shit, but, um, yeah, I just, no, currently I don't have anybody that I'm dating, but it's, it's also not something that I find myself searching for, being like, oh my God, I wish I had a man, oh my God, I wish I had somebody to come over, oh my God, because, <laughs> men, well, first of all, men are annoying, they're so annoying, it's, uh, <laughs> For a second, it's like, it's just, right now, it just all seems like a waste of time to me. Like, I have bigger goals in my life. Like, I'm trying to own my own house. Like, I'm tired of paying somebody else's mortgage right now. I want to own my own house. I'm trying to, I have a car. Like, I'm trying to go get my Benz truck. Like, it's, I just, I have certain goals that I have set for myself that I don't have time to really deal with nobody and their shit on top of me dealing with my own shit pause moment for shannon you tell them sis that was from shannon (laughs) you tell them sis and she was saying hell yeah they are talking about men being annoying yes like yeah i think i love it i need all our young listeners to tune in to this and like get on their game like you right because we get a lot of like stories sometimes or here just i feel like the other side to being like a young girl who's looking for love or in this relationships that are not necessarily healthy for them or don't want to do what they want to do in life. And they just kind of seem like their direction is a little, they need direction. Whereas I feel like you have goals. Even if you're not even sure what you're, yeah, 
that that as well um like I like how you said I make too much money for you to even waste my time I remember one time Ryan told me how much he made in a weekend for like a job and I was like what you make that that's what you're making like I was I went home and I was like, I looked up sites, jobs, and pretend like different production PA jobs, and I was like, I, I ain't doing this shit. But I was like, but I was like, this is cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> like this is cool, and your your work like, seems like enjoyable. Like, it's hard work. It's laborious. Like you have to show up and do your stuff, but it's out of all the things to do, like you still get to pick and choose what you do, and what you're doing is not you know a difficult pick i would i right. i from my perspective um oh this is a really great question shannon would like to know do you how do you manage like do you manage your money well as a young adult um like how do you go about your money and do you have like are you saving are you just spending um is this something that you would just, like to get better with well since i haven't so i haven't had like a actual production like job right now for the past since like uh may or no i wasn't working in may either so april so like two months and i just noticed that i have a spending addiction and it's like it's really bad so i could have told you you had a spending addiction you like to buy things okay i've always known it but like now it's like, all right, you're doing a lot. Calm I don't down. think necessarily, let's rewind it a little bit. <laughs> Shannon's saying, cause you have good, a good job and goals. She was asking, do you manage your money? Let me tell you a little no. something. Ryan is like <laughs> all of us other, you're a little, you're a little spoiled. You like your nice things. You like the new stuff. This is like, you know, you, you yeah. like stuff. You've got some really cool headphones on, like. You know, you keep up your, <laughs> you're living a good life. You like to eat, you like to cook, you know, so I know you're making those checks, but you're also like spending them just as fast as they come in. You're moving but, and shaking. Like your dog is eating okay. well, you know, I, I okay. When you I always have your dress nice. When I have my consistent income, like, okay, I know. Come like mid July, I'll be starting back on the production, and it's not just going to be one production. It's going to be like three or four at a time. That's four different checks that I'm getting all at the same time. But when I have a consistent form or consistent source of income, I have my I have my credit union set up to where since I get paid on a weekly basis, and that's also my problem. I'm, I just know it's going to come back the next week. But when I get paid on a weekly basis, I have my, I automatically have like a set amount come from my checkings into my savings. So it's like, I don't even see it. As soon as my check clears, it takes it out and I don't have to worry about it. Don't have to see it. But my problem is that when I open up my phone and I look like go into my accounts, I can see my checking my savings account and I'm able to just transfer money from my savings back into my checkings at the click of a button. So <laughs> it like works but it doesn't. You're like you're like, like I'm like saving this? but then I'm like, oh I've got some cushion. Let me just do this real Let quick. Just, uh, just slob it up real quick. But no so it's this um so is this common months, for production jobs to get paid on a weekly basis? Isn't not to get paid on a weekly basis? That's cool, but is it um is it common to where they're choppy? Like it doesn't always overflow. It's not like you're going from one job into another. Like is it you you're working a job and then how does that how does that work? Not necessarily, but COVID and the re-spiking of COVID and different variants and all that stuff has really messed up a lot of mm-hmm. our productions. Like at mm-hmm. the top of this year, I was literally supposed to have a, a production every single month of this year. And that's in my brain, that's what I was counting on. So then I had that two, two month break and I actually had to dip into my little bit of savings that I had to pay my rent, to pay bills, to get groceries for myself, gas in my car, which was that, 
ridiculous. Um, yeah. So it's right now it's choppy, but it can be consistent. It just depends on what you're working on and what industry you're working on. So like I do more specials and things that won't take me four months to do. Like if you're working on a movie, you're working at least six months, like depending on what type of movie you're filming. But when you're doing specials, Mm -hmm. you maybe work like maybe a month or two, maybe three, depending on how much pre-production there is, how many weeks that you need to spend filming and how much post. Like, and your different titles affect how long you're going to be on a project for that amount of time. Like, yes, I'm involved in post during and, I mean, pre, during and post, but I may only have two weeks of pre-production, a week of filming, and then two weeks after. Just like a month, a month and some change. But like my mom, on the other hand, she's constantly having Zoom meetings. She's constantly accepting or rejecting projects. And her schedule is absolutely insane. I mean, I can't wait to get there, but yeah, at the same time, I can. I because- feel like she's working. She's one of those people that like has like a split universe where that she has her like her present, but she's like constantly working in the future. If that makes yeah. sense, like her her calendar is different than our calendar. Like where oh, we may be working definitely. on something for next year, she's working on something that it's like. What you're in the second quarter or the third quarter of 2023 already? Like, no, literally, like, like oh, like, I tell you, she's, but literally, she's, that's how it. She's told me multiple times, like, Ryan, I'm booked up for the rest of the year. I was like, okay, what about next year? Yeah. Oh, should we moving into three months into that? Like, okay, I mean that that's cool for me because I know, cool, we we got checks coming, but at the same time, it doesn't. Yeah. Get, she has a she has to mentally make time for herself. Like, yeah, she just sometimes she just is like, I'm not hopping on Zoom meetings today. I'm not checking my email. I'm going off the grid. But her version of going off the grid is like, I'm just not going to answer that Zoom call. It's like, okay, but you're still checking your email. And she's like, she'll text me like, Ryan, I got down to 100 emails. What? She's like, this is a win because it was at 600 this morning. Like, what? What? <laughs> what See, is happening I wish right I now? need mine. I have so much spam on mine. Like, I wish I could just start all over or merge everything into one email and get all the spam because there's like 15,000 une- unopened, just like bullshit on one account. And I have multiple accounts. Um, I'm kind of jealous of her. Does she ever, Shannon would like to know OCD. if she ever takes, oh, really? Yeah, so it's like, it, it bothers her seeing all those numbers. So she's like, let me just get through it real quick. Let me just knock it out. And then as soon as she hits zero, it's like, and here's she's got to get it out. <laughs> yeah. Does she ever take vacations for herself for like, um, yeah, Shannon likes to know if she ever takes vacations for, for herself for just kind of checks out that way um yeah sometimes it just it'll she always tries to take august off because her birthday is august 3rd but that doesn't normally end up happening no matter how many times she says going to she might take like a week trip (laughs) in august but like she's always oh i'm taking the month of august off no you're not it's okay though yeah she's busy she's working do you do you want to get up to that level of like responsibility and just that deep in the cut when it comes to production and producing shows? Is that like a goal of yours? It is a goal Like of what mine. are your production um, goals? Mm-hmm. Right now I'm trying to decide if I want to start like directing a little bit because I do enjoy being behind the camera, but not like manning a camera but just telling that camera where it should be pointed mm-hmm. and how they should shoot certain things. Um, I, but ultimately, I want my mom to slip her shoes off so I can slip my feet into them. Like, I, I want her Fire. to, like, 
That's, that's why I tell that's, people on set all the time. They're like, what does that mean? I was like, I mean, we could work together for a, a while. That's not a problem. We could both, I could be a co-EP for her. Yeah. But the minute that she's like, all right, I'm done. This is it. I want to be ready. able to slip her shoes on and keep it rolling. And hopefully by then, her company will be at a point where all I have to do is yay or nay stuff. And it's not like I have to be mentally present in every single project that we work, but we have made and created which yeah. is like little Ricky's. Like where okay, yep. I know Yeah. So Shannon said this is why set. you do not have time for bullshit. Shannon was saying this is this is why you don't have time for bullshit. Like you literally you and time for these dumb knuckleheads. No time for any of that. Um you see something you're doing the work. You're progressing. You see it in your positions and your earnings and your responsibilities. Um, and it's nice because it, it's not just someone placing you here at the top and just saying here, we'll make you from up here, but you're, you're learning every every position you know I don't, I don't know yeah. if it's every position but you're learning a lot Pretty of different much. positions and I think that is what makes you know some of the most successful business people in their industry is they have to start at the bottom and learn in that way when you get to these higher positions you not only know how to do everything you know, not only you are you you know great job you know but you know how to do Yes, you know how to do everything. You know, you know how to. If there isn't a problem, you know how to most likely mitigate that problem. You're not sitting here talking about wait, what do you do? Well, how do we? Who who do you need to respond? No, you're able to jump in and be like, hey, you do this, get that there. Like you'll have a different um, mindset when it comes level, to level. I think of. Yeah, you'll have it. You'll you'll be in the trenches with the people, you know, point blank period, you know, which is what I, I see that in you, which I think is great. I tell my head of production all the time because um, he always jokes like, Ryan, you're going to be running stuff soon. I just see it. I was like, yeah, and you know, when I get a raise, you get a raise. So what's the problem? But I told him, I was like, I want to be able to learn every position and not necessarily like grips and stage hands and lighting guys that they're just super hands on with stuff. And I don't really plan on going that route or ever pursuing doing that and building stuff. Mm -hmm. But um, like I talked to Jeff Ravitz, he's a lighting, he's a lighting producer, lighting tech guy that we use a lot. And he, I watch him and see how he lights certain things because he lights black people very, very well, which is sometimes really hard for people to do. Hmm. So I learned from Jeff and me and Jeff will sit there and talk about what looks cool, why it doesn't work and stuff like that. crazy. I would have. Like it's, it's wild, but like I've taught myself how to use final cut, but I can also sit in the editing bay and watch somebody else do it and learn some more. So I told him, I was like, I want to be able to be that, that person, like, I don't want to come off like an asshole, but I tell you people, people all the time, I said, everybody's replaceable. Even me, I'm sitting here talking on my mom said I'm easily replaceable. But if as a, as somebody's boss, me telling you that you're easily replaceable is not me being a dickhead and here do your job. But it's like, if I'm able to do your job, you should be able to do your job too. Why aren't you doing it? And if you can't do it, move over because then I'm just going to do it and I'm going to get it done because this project is getting out regardless of if you say it is or not. That's not your say so. I'm going to go do it or I'm going to find somebody that could do it better than I can, probably for less of a price than you want to do it for. And we're just going to get the ball rolling and keep it pushing. So like I tell, well, now that I have firing power on certain levels like I tell my PAs I was like I can get another one of you in in a day maybe by the same day depending on what time it is huh it's so disrespectful I was like it's not because why are you as a PA I feel uncomfortable sitting down I still take PA jobs like I don't knock 
the PA hustle. I'm still going to get it. I feel uncomfortable sitting down. That's true. Why are you sitting down? Like, Shouldn't why you be you doing something? Why, why are you sitting here laughing in my face? What's funny? Because I'm hearing on the walkie. Yeah. The art department still hasn't got their supplies that we got for them 30 minutes ago, and they've been sitting in this production office with you. Get up, run them, and yeah, then the only time you should come in That's real and be like, oh, I'm tired. It's, you're on your hour break for lunch. If anything, you should be walking around departments. Do you guys need help? You guys need help? I shouldn't see my PA. Yeah. Even if, if you're not busy, him, like, just I was in a, find something to do. Like, I was in Detroit filming... Um. <laughs> this so this guy I hired this guy as a PA he was a recommendation from uh my pro, my production manager at the time and mm-hmm. he came on and he just was complaining I was like you the main one complaining and you're the slowest worker how does that work huh what are you talking about I said you always have something to say like you don't understand the English that's coming out of our mouths we say it slower for you we try to walk you through it we'll walk through it with you and it's just not what's not clicking. And I was like, I hate to sound like an asshole, but like what something it's not firing right in your brain because we've told you multiple times. We have to continue telling you you're grown as hell. You're older than me. Like you need to be on it. And at the end of his first day, I was like, this was a great like, you know, thank you for coming out. We appreciate your help. We will not need you for the rest of this run. And I had him replaced the next day. And he was, he texted me like, Brian, I, ho- I hope it's not something that I did. Huh? I told you multiple times what the issue was and you couldn't fix it. I'm not going to give you a whole nother day to mess up our production and make slow stuff down. Like before, I feel like I could have been resonated more with your mind, state of mind in that position. But now that I'm older and I'm learning new things and like having to revamp myself, I sometimes feel like younger people look at me like, you know, this old person like didn't get it the first time or, but it's, um, do you think that affects your industry or like the people, you know, kind of my, from this story kind of sounds like it might, but just like the difference of the younger versus the older, do you, do you think that has anything to play? My issue with him also is if this wasn't your first PA, PA job, like I, I have sympathy. I have compassion for people that are like, this is my first PA job. And I just, I didn't know. Like, okay, that's fine. We're, we can teach you regardless of how old you are. You just didn't know. It's something that you didn't know. That's cool. But you have to let somebody know that if you're just trying to run off the whim and wing it, winging it, it's not going to work. You need to, it's okay to ask for help. But yeah. this was not his first PA honest. run. Yeah. He had been a PA on multiple jobs. I was like, so if this is the type of work you're doing, I don't want you working for me. Like, this is, no. Mm-mm. So I was like, you you claim mm-hmm. that you're this great PA, but I don't see what you're claiming to be. And I've tried to work with you. And I'll, this it. day has been a headache for me. But I don't mind teaching people what they don't know. But if, you, if you're not going to ask for the help and you're just going to try to wing it, it's not going to end well for you. But that's what any position, though, yeah. you, you got to What about for someone who, yeah, you do. I agree with that. What about for someone who is interested in getting into production? Do you have any words of advice for them? Any encouragement? Um, are there certain websites that they can go look on? Like, how um, does one go about finding production work? The easiest position to slide into production, and actually I feel like is the best way to network, is through PA jobs. But you have to go in with your with a shield on your heart. You cannot take what people say to you. Like you have to have some tough skin because people are rude. They treat you like bottom of the barrel because if you look at it like a totem pole, technically you are at the bottom of that totem pole. But certain people, they get into forms of power and they let that power get to their head. You can't let them over um over stimulating their ego you can't let that get to you like you just gotta know like okay i see Mm -hmm. i see what's going on here they just they haven't either they never were in a pa position people treated them poorly in a pa position and they think it's okay like that's what you're supposed to do now that you have pas working for you or there's sometimes people are just shitty 
and but either way, regardless of what it is, yeah. you can't when you take say it to heart. PA is PAs for production, uh, production assistant. assistant. Yeah. Okay, just wanted to clarify because I know, but back in the day, I used to be like personal assistant, and they were like, "No, production assistant, sis. No, man. <laughs> Get it together, yep, production assistant. Um, Get it together. Sets do not run without PAs, so there's always going to be an opening or position." for a PA and you show up, you show up to work, you get your work done and you're a hard worker and not just like, well, I did what they told me to do, but like you knock out your list of tasks and then you go around and see what else people need help with. People note that and you'll get signed for another job. You'll get hired for another job just off the strength of, I like the way you work. Like I had another person I hired in Detroit as a PA um, she was, I had her down in the, um, media room where they have all the audio guys were down there with their boards. They have monitors so they can see what's going on on stage. She, she actually does audio work outside of being a production assistant. So she was down there helping audio guys with their tables, plugging stuff in. And she, they've been flying her out from Detroit to work in LA off the art department and mm-hmm. just off but. It's just like little stories like that, little success stories like this shows you how much PAs contribute to sets. They literally cannot run without without them. But it's a great way to network because you'll get sent to every single department for the most part. And even if you're just sitting in the production office, departments come to the production office looking for people and certain uh, like things like oh you guys have you guys have a uh, paper clips like just people come to the production office period it's like the home base of set so if you if you work hard you'll meet a lot of people and then you people people will ask you like hey what do you want to do like what's your end goal because I know I see that you're working hard as a PA but like you just want to PA for the rest of your life or you have something else that you want to do and they'll sit there and talk with you about what you might want to do and then they'll do whatever in their power to help you get to where you want to go. So it's PA is a great network tool. You can just literally look up on Google, like production assistant jobs in my area, or there's staff me up, which is a good um, website. Sometimes they have LinkedIn postings, but people post everywhere, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all over social media. So if you just type in production assistant jobs in my area, They're you'll find there. something. Now, if you just think yeah, that, it kind oh, of seems like I'm it's one of those things in. where once you get in that world, also it's like people will tell you about different things. Like um, they'll kind of pull you along and be like, Oh, this is the next gig I'm doing. Or like, you mm-hmm. know, did you sign up or did you look, you know, like I tell Look people, it's whatever produ- so. the entertainment industry okay. in a whole with production, music, everything. It's a big ass spider web. Once you're in, you're in, and the only way that you get mm-hmm. cut out of something is the way that you act, your attitude towards certain things, and how easily, um, not necessarily manageable, but how you get along with other people. Like if you're difficult to work with, regardless mm-hmm. of how well you work, nobody wants to work with you. Because you're an issue on set. But if you get along with yeah. those people and, you know, like, but you, you being a, a difficult person to work with is also not going to stop you from getting hired, but you're not going to get hired for as many projects as you think that you are. Like, and it's, I find a lot of people that come in like, well, I just want to direct like, and they only look for director jobs with no credits. I'm the director. Because you already come to set with this entitlement of I'm the director. Cut action. Da, 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 don't I don't want that. Da, da, da. Nobody, nobody knows you. Like, how about you introduce yourself first? Hi, I'm Ryan. Nice to meet you. <laughs> like, yeah, I was like, yeah, I, I, I kind of get that too sometimes. Like, there's been times where we've like filmed and someone would come over and be like, "Oh, I'm the so and so," and I want to say, "Okay." <laughs> Like, I'm sorry, was I supposed to bow down and kiss your feet? Not happening. Like, it, it's... On times like that, it's like... it. My entitlement of 
my mom signs everybody's checks on set, clicks in because it's like you don't even know who you're talking to. <laughs> okay, you're so and so, and you do what? Okay, cool. I'll be quick to go home. Like, hey, mom, you know that director? Hey, mom, you know that so and so? They're rude, and like my mom's protocol on set is everybody has to be nice. Like, she don't care if you have an attitude nothing she's like just be just be kind that's all she says just be kind to people regardless of this however they're feeling towards you however they're treating you just be mm-hmm. kind to people i'm struggling with learning it but it's, it's a slow learning process that's happening but like i told my mom uh there's this i was on this project i was doing black pack specials for the cw network and there's this one lady from the art department who just really got beside herself and we so they, first of all, our department was way over their budget and they had one of our business credit cards. So I was like, you know what? You guys are cut. Give me the credit card back. Don't purchase nothing else. If anything, y'all just need to be returning to get back below that line. And <laughs> so I I was like, you have the credit card. The lady said, yeah. I said, all right, I need that. She was like, well, we have to do returns today. I said, bro, it's like four o'clock. Y'all aren't returning nothing. She was like, well, well, we have to do returns this weekend and you, well, we can't get you the card back until I think she said like Monday, but we had another project. Like this was on like a Thursday or a Friday. We had another project on, like we were leaving out, out of state for Sunday. And I was like, give me the card. Like, what are you talking about? She's like, do you guys want your money back or do you want the card back? I was like, <laughs> I just walked away. I was like, I, I can't. I'm not about to engage in this conversation with you because that's not your credit card. What are you doing? Like, what is wrong with you? She was, and I was like, all right, bro. Give, just give me the card. Call it a day. She's like, no, come have a conversation with me. No, you're rude. I'm not talking with you about shit. I'm just going to go tell my mom what's for dinner. Once we wrap out of here, hey, that girl over there, our department, tell whoever hired her, don't hire her again. I don't want to see her on set again. What's the problem? She's rude. She's been rude over email for the past two weeks that we've been on email chain. Now she's rude in person. I know she's going to be rude in post. It's a pattern. I see it. And then we got into it again at the wrap. And I was like, you know what? This is it for you. And then they hired her again on a project. But I don't think my mom knew until we got there. And she, the end of the project, she tried to apologize. Because she knew that was her last time working with us. And I was like, girl, I, like, save your apology. I don't want it. Your time to apologize was when you were really jumping out your body and talking out the side of your neck. Yeah, my first time meeting you. That was your time to apologize. But no, you understand 10 toes and being rude? Let's stand in it. Own it. Hey, I hope you enjoyed our guest today, Ryan. We had technical difficulties. My laptop died. We were excited to have her. And don't worry, we still got a WTF moment slash words of advice for you. Hey, TLC fam. As you can see, we had a tad bit of technical problems and my recording got deleted. But that was our amazing guest, Ryan, who we love and adore. My WTF is that Parker is obsessed with freaking Teslas, okay? And so one day I decided my best friend has a, um, my one of my really good friends has a Tesla. So we picked him up from school in her Tesla. And ever since then, it just heightened to another level. So now every time we're in the car, it's Tesla talk. Mom, let Tesla, you want Tesla, Tesla, Teslas. So it's just a, it's a WTF because I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Like, can you please stop talking about Teslas and asking me what Tesla I'm going to get or when I'm going to get a Tesla? Because boy, your mom is over here being an independent woman and working 50 million jobs just trying to live the lifestyle I want to live and for you boy so it's just a WTF and I'm like I just can't hear enough about Teslas and if you live out here in Cali you know how many Teslas are around each freaking corner so every corner we turn he's like mom that's a model s and a model y and a model three and all these different types of models that I'm just learning and 
all the types of stuff. So that's my WTF of the week. Some words of advice that I have to give. Accept things for what they are, whether it's people, just things that are happening in your life, period. Obstacles are going to be thrown and come into your life at any point, whether you're at rock bottom or you're at the top of the peak, like you just at the top of that mountain living life. Obstacles are going to come. The minute that you start to try to manipulate an obstacle instead of figuring out how to move around it, you're done. You're just going to forever be in a spiral and a loop that you just can't figure out, why can't I get out of this? Because you, the obstacle is not meant to be manipulated. You're meant to get over it or around it. So figure it out. I don't really have a WTF this week, um, but I do have some words of advice. One thing that I've really learned over these last couple of years and that Ryan really reminds me of is you are responsible for your own life and to work hard and stay humble. And um, no matter what you do, just keep going and always be kind. Thank you all for tuning in to the Think Loud Crew podcast this week. Sorry about our technical difficulties. It's just one of the realities we face at doing a podcast remotely. Pretty soon we'll be recording in the Studio 71 podcast um, studio. So we're really, really excited about that. So what I need you to do is tell your crew about our crew. You can find us on any podcast platform at Think Loud Crew. You can also find us on YouTube, Think Loud Crew. Don't forget to turn your notifications on and comment, like, subscribe, and leave us reviews. We love the feedback. Thank you for tuning in. My name is R. You can find me at R. Kyle Lynn. You can follow Shannon at Hair by Shannon C. And you can follow Ryan at Ryan Michael. 